Hello and welcome. This is Coach Dan. This is my first try at this. And many of you will be hearing this and hearing my voice for the first time. And that means I got to give you a bit of an introduction about me. I am a roller derby coach, Traverse City Roller Derby right now, previously with Small Town Outlaws of Kalkaska, Michigan. And I love what I do. It's more than a hobby. It's, it's what I think about when I wake up. It's what I think about when I go to bed. It's the part of myself that is both where I feel the most challenged and a place where I can really live up, I think, to my highest potential, at least so far uh, in this life, what I do and what I enjoy doing. All right. And coaching a team, coaching my team is special. I have a bond with my team, and I am there for them first. And that means I can only coach one team. But now that I've been coaching for several seasons, four or five seasons, something like that, I, I now have players that I've coached have gone on to other teams. There, there are three different teams here in northern Michigan alone with players that I've coached. And a bond between the player and the coach is important, too. I still wish to help them while putting my team first. So it occurred to me maybe I can also give advice on this roller derby thing, this roller derby life, this roller derby coaching in a way that helps other people, hits them wherever they are, whatever they're going through right now. Because I, I know as a coach... I'm not the greatest. I haven't succeeded on the highest level. I can't give you stories about WFDDA championships and roller derby, things like that. But I can I can tell you nobody was there to give that to me either. Uh, all I ever needed and when I was a young coach trying to figure this stuff out and all I wanted was somebody to to give me some good advice, you know, and to listen to me and maybe share some stories, share some of their experiences, how they dealt with things, what worked, right? Because there's a lot of misconceptions and bad advice out there. If you if you go by the movies, all right, if you follow the movies, nothing prepares you for for this. If you if you watch other sports or if you learn from maybe the last coach you had was a middle school basketball coach straight out of straight out of the army, you know, a drill sergeant type, and that's the coach you emulate consciously or unconsciously, you know? It, is that right for this sport, for this game, for what we do? And uh, I'm going to, this is to share some things I know, some things I've learned. And this this is meant to specifically focus, whatever this is, turn it into a podcast, a video, whatever I'm doing, It's it focus on leading leadership in roller derby and uh, that can come in a lot of forms it can you you might be a coach right you might be a player a, a captain maybe you were elected a captain or maybe you're a veteran on this team but people look at you like a leader and maybe you want that job maybe you don't i don't know but that doesn't matter one of the first things i can tell you one of the first pieces of practical advice I can I can give to you and would be that you don't choose to be the leader. 
you can choose to try to be a good leader. You can choose to try to be the best leader. You can, you can make choices about how you're going to go about leading. But you don't choose to lead your team. They choose you. Plenty of, plenty of people who just want to skate or don't want anything to do with leadership, don't want that responsibility, but it doesn't matter. The team chooses you. The players who want to be led, they choose you. They, they choose who to follow when they go into battle, right? If you are one of the chosen or you aspire to be one of the chosen, uh, I want to I wanna be there for you because I've been through the ups and downs of it, and I care a lot. I care a lot about it being done well. I know that this sport, this game, uh, the general uh, just being together, being with other people, like-minded individuals and going out and competing in something dangerous and exciting. I, I know what that does, what that does for people in this world who are unconfident. That's, that's a different show. I could do a whole show on that. Uh, this show, what I'm going to try to do, this recording, I'm going to talk about something that happened, talk, give a roller derby story, and I'm going to address a specific player who has a specific thing they're going through right now. It's, it, it's, it's meant for someone very specific, somebody I've coached before and somebody, if I would coach again, what I would say to him. But putting it out there, maybe there's, maybe this hits somebody else. You know, maybe, this, maybe their story isn't so far off from your story. And maybe even without meeting me, you can take something from it. All right, maybe it's useful. I don't know. Let me know. All right. So I went to a game this weekend. I went down to Lansing, Michigan, and I saw... Uh, the Mitten Mavens, they had a different name for their B team. It was their younger skaters, but I don't remember that. I know that East Lansing Mitten Mavens is how I know the league, so I'm going to use that term. I'm going to call them the Mavens, even though I know they had a different name. I just can't wrap my head around that. Please forgive me. And they played against uh, the Cadillac DeVillains Cadillac, a new team, a new Northern Michigan team, uh, and it's their first bout. The Cadillac DeVillains have never played before, and all but I think three members of their team had never played about before. Uh, two of the two of the skaters on there, skaters I coached uh, with the small town outlaws, and they used to make that commute to Kalkaska, Michigan, play for that team, and now they're now they're on this team with a whole bunch of brand new skaters. It was a really exciting game. I I honestly feel that both teams came out prepared to play and participate and have a good game. The Cadillac team, I think, exceeded their personal expectations, which is important, and put up a good fight. And it was an exciting game. Cadillac had the lead for a good chunk of the first half, never really recaptured it in the second, but were right there at the end. Uh, they lost by, I believe, 16 points. All right, so 190-174, their first game. Their first game. A, a team that's been around seven or, seven or eight years, the Mavens. I'm not positive on that. I think at least seven seasons. And, of course, it's their younger skaters, so they're mostly new. But a good system, a system that has withstood the test of time. So when you have a close game like that in your first ever bout as a league, you can be proud of that. You should be proud of that. And if any of those skaters hear this, they should be proud of that. It's important. It's important that you that you celebrate what you can when you can, because this is only a limited time thing. Don't want to go too off topic talking about that. There's only so much derby you will play, so you have to take every win you can get, and they're not all on the scoreboard. But, so one of the players, I'm talking to her at the after party, and 
And this woman is competitive. There's, there's, there's a lot of people I would describe as competitive, but there are very few that uh, completely fill out the word in such a way. This is, this is a person who is one of those who, why play if you can't win? What are you doing if you're not winning? You know, uh, they, they, they lost their first game. She wanted to win that game. She, she has a few years of roller derby experience herself, but she's suddenly on a different team. You know, she's, she's with skaters. Maybe you've been there trying to build up young skaters. Maybe you've had a rebuilding season where all of a sudden you looked around when, where did your teammates go? And now you're the veteran, right? People are looking at you for what to do. And uh, this, this skater, not sure how much she wants that. She, she wants to skate. She wants to play. She wants to play the game she was taught. But now here she is with this young group, and they're looking at her for leadership. You know, they've, they've chosen her. They're, they're keying off what she does. They're watching her for how she handles situations and what she does. And she just she didn't quite win this game, and she wants to know how to, or like right away comes right up to me i coached her in the past she wants to know she wants to know oh, what went wrong you know what why did we lose this game she's got some theories you know we lost this game because of this i lost this game because of that got a few theories and i'm i'm gonna tell you right now if you are a skater in that position and you just with a bunch of young skaters who just played their first game and you're analyzing like why you didn't win. Uh, I, I, I can tell you right now, it's because you weren't ready to win. All right. Young skaters in the process of being young skaters, rookies new to the game, just don't show up ready to win. It's not the way it works. They might win. You know, something goes different in that game. A power jam, uh, a, a, a jammer slips, another jammer stays on their feet. You know, it's, it's a close game. You might have won. But those, those skaters themselves, they're not ready to win that game with you at this point. They're just trying to get through it, you know. They're just trying to get out of it and feel good about what they did. Uh, they probably have nightmares about going to the box too much, costing their team points, doing badly. Uh, they're probably worried about getting injured or injuring someone. That's probably forefront to their mind. So if you are that skater, if you are that leader on that team with these young skaters, it's like, uh, what can you do to get them ready to win? Because what, obviously what you want is you are competitive. You are a driver. That is to be celebrated. That is to be embraced by whatever team you're on. You've got to. You've got to embrace people with that mentality to go out and get it. This is a sport. It is a competitive sport, and those people are an important part of your team. You do not try to restrict them. You want them driving your team forward, you know, pushing you forward. Because let's face it, winning is more fun than losing. Winning builds more confidence than losing. Winning is a good motivator to do things better, uh, to be a better teammate, to be a better player, to be better, to be a better leader, to be better at everything that is there. So let's let's first say A is good to be competitive. B, it is good to pursue winning. These are things to celebrate, and I'm not gonna tell you to let that go. No, but I am gonna tell you how to get there. And I'm gonna tell you it doesn't just come because you want it, and it won't come because you patch a band-aid on a few things that might have went wrong. Yeah, you know, if you're if you're sitting there questioning a coach, uh, what call they made or what line they put out, right? If you're questioning a jammer because you think she got more playing time, jammer A got more playing time than jammer B, and jammer C should have gotten to jam, right? 
And you're saying, well, if so-and-so had called the jam off sooner, then we wouldn't have had those stolen points. That would have changed everything. So we're going to go back to practice. We're going to work on those stolen points. You should. But thinking that that's why you lost that game isn't right. It's not right. You lost that game because your teammates weren't ready to win. So let's talk about getting your teammates ready to win because this is different. Most players get to show up and focus on getting better themselves. They think about a few skills. They do it. If they pull it off a few times, they feel focused. You know, they, they, they focus in, they dial in, they do it well. Uh, something they've been working on, they get to go home. They feel accomplishment like they did something. You know what I mean? When you are that veteran player watching them try to come along, man, I know. it. Sometimes it feels so slow. You 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 want to tell them you didn't even go 50%. You know, I let you push me. You know, like there's nothing about this is making me better right now. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to get, I'm just doing, I'm just, I'm kind of letting you play with me. I, I'm just, I'm just messing around here. It's really tempting to do, right? And they're, they're, they're scared. They're working hard. What you have to do is separate yourself from the myself mentality, the how clean, how well did I skate? How well did I play? What am I capable of? What can I do? You know, because what I see all the time is these veteran skaters, they just try to do everything immediately. Well, you know, maybe in their wall before they were, they were a, a hitter, a striker, right? And now nobody on this new team of theirs can skate backwards. So now they're going to be the, the, the brace, the anchor. They're going to play that different spot. Oh, but wait, nobody on their team knows how to play offense. So when the jammer needs offense, they're going to be the one dropping the offense, right? And then they just, they're in a wall and the, the players around them, you know, just can't move the same way. So I guess I'm going to cover the whole track. I'm going to cover lane one. And as soon as that jammer starts moving, I'm going to be in lane four. I'm going to start on the outside. And as soon as that jammer is moving, I'm going all the way in the inside because my teammates aren't going to make it, right? My teammates can't do that. Or I'm going to jam every other. I'm going to take all the jams. I'm going to jam like the last five minutes all by myself because nobody else is good enough to do it right now. Look at their stats. Look at their stats. Their, their stats aren't ready, right? You see these players, they try to, they think that that will get them the win and that that's going to mean something. But whether you win that game or not doesn't matter. What really matters for the long-term success of you and your team and you getting to be your better self and get back to that competitiveness that you want and that you crave pushing for higher, what you need is to elevate others. It's a huge calling for anybody who has chosen to be a leader. They have faith that you can elevate them. You have a different responsibility now. So are you going to start on the outside and then fly to the inside and move back and forth and play the brace and play the offense and cover both lines? Is that, is that how you're going to handle the situation? Or are you going to build up your teammates and put them in roles and show them what they need to do to succeed in those roles and then get out of their way and let them learn to do it so they can build their own confidence, all right? When you give somebody a role, I'm going to take something really, I'm just going to say, let's say you take a new skater and you say, you're going to guard the inside. That's going to be you. I think you're built for it, all right? Here you go. 
And the fir- very first time somebody comes out there, runs right through them, and you come flying from the outside and you make some big hit and you run that player back and you get a track cut. Oh, yeah, you did it. You saved the day. Good job. What did that player learn? What did that player really truly learn about that situation? What did they get out of it, right? Okay. Maybe you still want to make that play in a game. There's no doubt about that. But I'm talking about for that player's development. What they learned is that you just bail them out. It doesn't matter too much what they do. Now, if they are competitive and driven, they're going to try to do better anyway. But there is a better way for you as a leader, which is to put them in that spot and make them do it again. Tell them to handle their lane and coach them on how they can do it better. You know, you you missed that play because your feet weren't here or your body position was here. Work on that. You know, this is at practice, obviously. You need to do all of this at practice. All right. And you need to be able to do this and move this way. And you need to be able to cover and slow her down here because I can't be over there for you. That's not, that you know, that's not my role. I got a job. I'm going to be doing this job over here. But you, I can tell. I can tell from your intensity. I can tell from how hard, how bad you want this. I can tell because you show up at practice and your fearlessness that you want this. So I'm going to trust you to do it. And I'm going to be there. And I'm going to get drop in when you need it, when you need a little advice, a little what to do. I'm going to be there for you, all right? But I believe you can do it. The biggest way to show them you believe you can do it is to put them out there and let them do it without always being over their shoulder, without being up there. But every time that something doesn't work, every time something's lost, without going around saying so-and-so is not good enough for that, you know, saying stuff behind their back, none of that. Uh, the way that they get better is you just keep motivating them and letting them face those challenges and make sure that in practice they're working on the things that will get them there. You're elevating that player by showing that you believe in them, that you trust them, that you have confidence in them, and they're going to pay it back if they have any competitive bone in their body, if they have any aspiration to fight and be alongside you in this game and elevate this team, all right? And you're going to have them do that work, and they're going to get there. And this is going to be the hard part. You're going to watch them fail. You're going to watch them meet a standard that isn't high enough for your expectations, all right? You're going to keep setting the standard. You're going to keep blocking the hell out of everybody who comes in your lane. When they're over there playing their role, whether you're on the track with them or you're on the sideline watching them, you're going to see them struggle. That's going to be hard. And your instinct every time is going to be immediately to go over to them and tell them what they did wrong and how to fix it. And then it's going to be to pull them from the game or, or take that spot or put somebody else over there, right? And I'm not saying everything that I say, there is a time and place when it is wrong. There is a time and place where everything I say could be wrong, and you have to make an adjustment. Maybe you did put somebody in the wrong role. Maybe somebody's doing the wrong job, and you have to make a change. But you sure as hell don't do it the first time they make a mistake, and you probably don't do it the 10th time either. It's probably way worse than that. As long as they are dedicated, motivated, and working hard and striving for better, you have to support them. You have to build them up, build their confidence, and let them struggle. And don't be there with another comment or pointer or how-to every single time, all right? Let them learn. If they ask you, give it to them. If they ask you and come to you, give it to them. If you can tell they're having a bad day, say, hey, you're doing all right. If you ever want to talk about something you could do better, 
I may have some ideas, but let them come to you. Let them ask for that and let them work. All right. And then you and your coaches, your leadership, whoever leaders on your team, just be available to them and be ready. And over time, they will improve and you will be elevating them and you will be amazed. It won't take as long as you think it won't. It won't be forever. You know, a few months from now, they'll be out there in that position, playing that spot. And you'll be like, oh, my God, what would I do without this player? I can finally protect my lane. I don't have to be everywhere. I can I can do what I am good at. I can master this part of my game. I am not picking up scraps for everybody else. They are handling their stuff, all right? It's going to take a while to get there, and you got to do it one player at a time. That whole process I just talked about with one player, you have to do that for a team. But what you're going to do is you're not going to build a team with a couple of stars who pick up scraps for everybody. You're going to build a team of empowered people who trust each other, who trust you, who trust you to lead them, to advise them because you're not always in their face all the time telling them what they did wrong. You're letting them know that you believe in them and letting them develop, letting them build their own confidence in themselves and in you. All right. That's what you need to be doing right now. That's your role on this team. You want to win. You want to get back to that level where you get to do the things that make you strong. The only strength you have comes from your teammates. It comes from the people around you. Them doing their job lets you do the best job you can do. So you've got to build them up. You've got to let them struggle and fight. And that means you have to build up anybody around you willing to work with you. If you've got a coach who's learning the game, you've got to build them up. All right? You've got to let them know what they're doing well. And you've got to be there for them. And you can't be on them about every little thing that doesn't work. If something didn't go right on the bench, are you going to get in their face about it? Or are you going to encourage them, thank them for being there? I guarantee you, if you have a, a referee, an NSO, or a coach, a bench coach, any a conditioning coach, any kind of coach, anybody who's there as much as some of the players, you need to make that work. Your standards might be too high right now for what they can do as they're learning this position. It's okay to have high standards, but you cannot bring them down. You can build them up to it, but you do not tear them down because they didn't walk in what you wanted. You have to build them up to it. You have to be able to have honest conversation when they are ready to accept that honest conversation about things that can improve, and you got to support the things that they do well and appreciate them for the things that they do well. If you do that, your leadership will improve. Your team will improve. They will trust you. They will have confidence in themselves. That you will have practices where they can work on the nitty-gritty, those getting points stolen, things like that. You can work on that in practice and fix that. Right now, you try to fix that, everybody's going to be on a different page. They're not going to know what you're talking about. But when they trust you and are confident and they have roles, you can tell them exactly what they need to do in that situation and they will understand how they can help the team and what they can do for the team. And they will trust you because you built them up and you gave them confidence in themselves. So that is my advice to you, leader of a young team, whether or not you want that position, you've been chosen, you had more talent or more experience, you were there more, or maybe you founded this group, or maybe you were just the last vet standing after a really good run, and now it's you and a bunch of young skaters trying to hold up a standard that's really difficult, all right? 
Maybe you're just a, maybe you're a fresh meat coach. Maybe you're a C team coach and you always get these young players. And it's like, how do we get them there? How do we get them to behave like that A team or like that other team we admire so much? How do we get that from brand new people? Okay. It doesn't just happen and trying to fix it by squeezing out like 17 more points so that you could win a game versus lose a game doesn't actually make the difference. The difference is in, are you developing competent players who can play their role and believe in you? When you do that, you will win as a team and it will mean a lot more than whether or not you had a star player all over the place saving the day. All right, that's my talk for today. Congratulations to Cadillac for their first ever roller derby bout. Congratulations to the Mavens who took on a very game Cadillac team who wanted it and they came out the victors. This is me. This is Coach Dan. I'm out for today. I will see you later on the track. Hey there, friends. Want to know how you can support the Power Through the Fourth Whistle Roller Derby podcast and look super cool doing it? Our store has a bunch of roller derby designs that can be put on all kinds of super soft, high quality t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, hoodies, notebooks, mugs, stickers, blankets, and more at Threadless. Whether you love cartoon animals on roller skates, like our Apex Predator T-Rex or Jamma Llama, to messages like Roller Derby Strong and My Mom Plays Roller Derby, there's really something for everybody. Visit powerforthwhistle.threadless.com that's p-o-w-e-r the number four t-h-w-h-i-s-t-l-e dot threadless.com thank you for your support and back to our show